Right now, we all have a great opportunity to give first. Give to other people, help them with their troubles, and this will come back tenfold over. Welcome to Change Your Mindset Podcast, formerly known as Improv is No Joke, where it's all about believing that strong communication skills are the best way in delivering your technical accounting knowledge and growing your business. An effective way of building stronger communication skills is by embracing the principles of applied improvisation. Your host is Peter Margaritas, CPA, a.k.a. The Accidental Accountant, and he will interview financial professionals and business leaders to find their secret in building stronger relationships with their clients, customers, associates, and peers, all the while growing their businesses. So let's start the show. Welcome, everyone. I recorded this episode on Wednesday, March 18th, and I've waited until March 23rd to write this introduction. (laughs) The corona landscape has changed and will continue to change by the time you're listening to this episode. Social distancing, stay-at-home orders, what's an essential versus a non-essential business are things that we're having to deal with on a daily basis. In Ohio, we're under a stay-at-home order beginning tomorrow, Tuesday, March 24th. You know, we're all dealing with the stress of the unknown. You know, I have a hard time sometimes dealing with this stress, but I do maintain my improvised mentality to help me get through, as well as rely on friends, experts, getting their advice and helping myself, as well as wanting to help you deal with this stress. So that's what I've done. I decided an alternative method of dealing with the stress is to reach out to the experts that I know to help us all deal with the stress related around COVID-19. My guest today is Jennifer Elder, CPA, and she is a certified speaking professional, one of only 53 CPA CSPs in the National Speakers Association. She is also the self-proclaimed the diva of disaster. Jennifer authored the book titled Faster Disaster Recovery, A Business Owner's Guide to Developing a Business Continuity Plan. And that is the essence of our conversation today. And it centers around what can we do to, pardon pun, change our mindset, change our approach, change our attitude in dealing with this global pandemic. She provides a variety of simple tips that you can employ during a time of stress, and I hope you enjoy our interview. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Before we get to the interview, I would like to suggest after listening to this episode, you go to listen to Season 2, Episode 35 with Dave Caperton, titled, Using Humor to Open People Up to new mindsets. This episode is extremely relevant to dealing with the stress of COVID-19. Now, let's get to the interview with Jennifer Elder. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Today, I have my good friend, otherwise known sometimes as my office wife, who now has a new title, the Diva of Disaster, Jennifer Elder, with me to talk about 
our current environment out there as we relate with to COVID-19. And Jennifer, welcome to the show again. Thank you for taking time to help my audience. Thank you. Happy to be here, Peter. So let's just get right to it. How, how can, what's the one big tip that you can give to my audience? And the, and the title of the podcast is to change their mind, to change your mindset. What's the one big tip that you can give the audience to help them off the bat to begin to change their mindset as we begin to go through this daily dealing with this pandemic? Well, you, you just stole my big line is that that is the one big tip is you have to change your mindset under the current conditions. We can't do the same thing the same way under the new abnormal normal and expect the same results. So you have to change your mindset. And it's hard right now. Everybody is, you know, we're, we're, how do we keep normal when there is no normal? We don't have any routines anymore. Uh, our business process is kind of blown up on us when everybody's working from home. So the, the one question I think we all need to be asking right now is how can we be part of the solution? What can we do differently that makes things better rather than trying to do the round peg into a square hole? Mm-hmm. You know, let's do the same thing that we're doing, but it's weird. Right. Uh, what could we do differently? Where's the opportunity? So, for example, here in New Hampshire, the and you told me in Ohio too, the restaurants are now not allowed to have dine-in. Right. This is horrifying for restaurants. You can wallow in the horror, or you can start thinking about what could I do to be part of the solution. Well, there are a gazillion people working from home who still need to eat. So, what if you offered? lunch delivery service? What if you offered to make meals for senior citizens at a reduced cost? There are ways you can figure out how to do what you do in a slightly different way that becomes part of the solution to what's going on right now. Because we're going to lose, we're all losing money in our businesses, period. Yeah. So, Look at from the, how can I serve my audience? How can I serve my community in a way that will benefit them and still provide something to the solution of the current situation? Yes. So, no, we don't want to price gouge, but, you know, we're all, like you said, we're all losing money. There's an economic impact to everyone right now. Even those that are doing well are still you know, giving discounted services. So a lot of the web service providers, the um, uh, virtual meeting providers are offering free software right now to be part of the solution. So we're all losing money, but if that's the case, are there places that we could make money, but still do good for the society? This, This almost goes back to the definition of sustainability, which is that you can do well by doing good. Right. And which makes me think about, so think about your clients. Think about the people who you're doing business with. And if you know that they're in hard times, cut the cost. Yes. 
you know, at, at least cut some of that cost so they can maintain their, their their service with you. And you can restore it when we get back to normal, but provide some relief to those around you. Yeah. Or if you are a manufacturer and suddenly you're being hit with your customers canceling orders, what if you called some of your good customers and say, you know what, instead of canceling that order, how about we defer it? How about we delay it? And if you give me a small deposit, then as soon as you're ready, I will hop on it and get you exactly what you need when you need it. So there's a win-win in there. Because once demand does come back, Oh, some people are going to find out that they can't get the supplies that they now need because everybody's coming back at the same time. So think about, again, restaurants are easy right now. When the ban on dine-in is lifted, every restaurant is going to be scrambling to fill their restaurant with food, their freezers, their shelves. Mm -hmm. And so the grocery suppliers are going to be swamped. So... I'd rather give a deposit to somebody so that I know that the minute I need my stuff, they're there for me. Right. Right. Once we get past this panic thought process, this, 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 we're scared. And now I have to work from home. I've got a laptop and I've got you know, my kids jumping on my head. And, and, <laughs> and, and, and both spouses are in the house now all day at all times. Uh, this is a... a, a new normal that they're uncomfortable with. Yes. And so we're going to have to be creative in our solutions. And, you know, you mentioned our customers, our clients are in pain right now. Touch base with them. We all need an outlet right now. So if you were upset at work, you could just walk into the lunchroom, grab a cup of coffee, and there'll be somebody in there, and you can go, bitch. Right now, we're all stressed. We got issues, and there's nobody to talk to. Right. You know, the dog, yeah, they wag their tail and think everything is wonderful. But we don't have that opportunity to have an outlet for the things that are bothering us. Yes, we can call some of our coworkers, but I've heard from a lot of people that, well, I don't want to bother them. There's already enough going on. They have their kids at home, their spouse at home. I don't want to pile on. So people are keeping it in. So why not call your customers and just say, how are you doing? What's going on? Find out what their pain points are and then have a brainstorming session with your staff and your team. What can we do to help? Now, I know, Pete, you're all about Improv. I think this is where it's going to come into play. Absolutely. How can we do things differently yeah. right now? How do you pivot? No, use your yes and. We've got to be mindful of this when people go, yeah, but we can't do that. Oh, right. no, let's just keep going with yes and. How could we do that? So as I saw a lot of my business fall off and realized that it's probably going to continue for a bit. Um, I, I went into, so what can I do? I'm not going to sit here and eat bonbons and watch Ellen all day. 
binge watch or anything like that. Uh, maybe binge drink, but no, that'll come later. Uh, and I went, so I'm used to working from home. I've been doing this for 10 years. Uh, I, I, I'm used to a remote workforce. I'm, I'm, I'm used to doing virtual presentations. I'm, I'm, I, I know how to operate Zoom. I can, I can work with GoToWebinar. And I went, do you know how many small nonprofits have no idea how to use this stuff? So I, I contacted the Ohio Society of Association Execs, the CEO, Jerry Claybaugh, and proposed that, let me help your members. Let me help you. If any of your members have issues or they want to learn more about how to use Zoom or how do you, how do you conduct the first, no charge. I, you've got my time. You've, you've got my, 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 I'll even help you do this stuff. And it's just how, and I'm not expecting anything in return. I just want to help serve. So when things do come through, everybody's in a better spot than they were. And then maybe they'll remember that I helped and they will help me at that time. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I, I'm doing the same thing is, is talking to uh, some nonprofits uh, sending out emails to my newsletter list and saying, hey, if you're not used to doing virtual meetings or don't know how to do it or don't have the ability to host, I'm here to help. And at no charge. Right. And I think this is where you become part of the solution and you're making an investment in other people. They will remember this. You know, um, you and I both taught about networking. And one of the things we both talk about is how you have to give when you're networking before you can get. And I know all of your listeners will, this will resonate with them. How many times have you gotten a, a uh, LinkedIn request to join my network? And you say yes, you have no idea who they are, but you say yes anyway. And 30 seconds later. Now, let me tell you about my special one-time only offer. Can yeah, I call yeah. you right now? No. Unfriend. So that's how not to do networking. That's how to take before you give. Right. Right now, we all have a great opportunity to give first. Give to other people. Help them with their troubles. And this will come back tenfold over. It's not karma, or if you believe in karma, it's karma. If you yeah. don't believe in karma, it is, a, you know, it's like you put money in the bank and there's interest growing on it. This is putting virtual money in the bank. Right. And you will earn interest on it. And when things do come back to normal, we're going to remember the people who helped us out. And, and also, it goes, so we've, Lost our sense of community a, a bit since we're we're not in the workforce. We're not having that face to face contact. Because I, I I don't know if you had the same issue, but when you went when you took the business on a home based business for the first time, I didn't know what to do. Uh, the, the refrigerator and I were best friends. The refrigerator <laughs> would call me, and the pantry would call. Hey, come on up! I got some good stuff in here. Come. So I put on about right. twenty real easily. But the only then I then I said, you know what? I can't do it here. So I'd go to Starbucks and Panera. Well, those are out right now. Mm-hmm. So I ended up, you know, so I, I went to that phase. But at one point I said, you know what? I have to develop a schedule, a discipline to do day in and day out. Yes. And 
we still have to do that in, in coping with this. We, 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 we still have to have some type of, and, and just to be transparent, I'm working on this with the family upstairs and <laughs> having, having a little bit, having a little bit of an issue with a 19 year old, uh, realizing that this is just not an extended spring break, but yes. getting people on a schedule again. That's, that's huge right now. When, when your world gets turned upside down and you have so little control over what's going on, you need routine again. And you need to control what you can control. So people who start working from home right now, they're probably, you know, in the last week or two, three, four, however many they've been working from home. But that first couple of weeks, it's awful. You have no routine. Everything is an interruption. Everything is a distraction. So you have to decide for yourself, you've got to change your mindset. Mm -hmm. This is my new normal. What does my new work life look like? Now, for some people, they have a home office. Others don't. I've seen some really creative solutions for creating a home office. A standing desk that you're used to at work. I've seen people use ironing boards as a standing desk. Nice. People are nice. working from the dining room table, the kitchen counter. They are from a laundry basket. You know, they're having to figure out a space to work from. They, you should also set some new hours yes. and yes. set some boundaries. With your family. So in my house, I've been working from home for a while, but with being the diva of disaster and get all, <laughs> all kinds of requests to help, which is fabulous, happy to help, um, and happy to help your listeners too. But I've had to set ground rules with my spouse so that if I'm in my office and the door is shut, that means I'm working. Don't even think about coming in. (laughs) Don't interrupt me. Previous to that, it it really, I didn't need it. But now we're doing so much work virtually. This podcast, we do virtual meetings. You've got to set those boundaries. Home is not home anymore. Home is now home and an office. Yeah, and and we can get isolated uh, during this time. And and I, I... would recommend, and I have no affiliation with Zoom other than I use it, or FaceTime, or Skype, or whatever you use. But when you want to call, when you want to talk to a friend, a family member, use that feature on there just versus the phone itself. Because yes. now you've got a human that you're looking at. That We need that, face-to-face feedback. Yeah, we do. We do. It, it's so important now. Um, Families can set up group calls with their family so everybody can be on at the same time. And, you know, it's not the same as getting together for the holidays, but it's better than being isolated and by yourself. And I think it's very important. You made a really good point that it's important to reach out. I think there are going to be a lot of people who are going to become even more isolated because particularly people who are usually positive, when they're feeling anxious or concerned, they don't want to share that with other people. 
They're used to being the positive one. So they're not going to reach out when they're upset. So if you haven't heard from somebody for, from a, for a while, yeah, reach out to them. They're not ignoring you. They just don't want to impose their bad mood on you. But really, we all need to be able to get it out of our system right now. Right. All right. And, and, and so if, if I have any superpower, and I've, I've seen the superpower really come to use over this last week, because I love making people laugh. And I'm probably taking it too far times. But, you know, you know little buddy, foo, foo, right into the forest. I mean, <laughs> crazy stuff like that. But it just makes people, it, it just that, that laughter just helps. Yeah, or or if somebody is is you know panicking over COVID nineteen, I will go. Oh my God, the sky is falling! The sky is falling! Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! Then, yes, I'm making fun of them, but I'm making fun with them too. Mm. I'm making fun of myself, and we do need to laugh. It's so important. Um, With my family, we've started a group text where every day people are posting goofy memes, (laughs) small jokes, just something so that we can all smile. And even if you go, oh, that's stupid, you're still laughing. Yeah, somebody sent me one of a video of a guy in a car stops and this shady looking character and he calls him over and he says, you got the stuff? I sent that to you. Yeah, and then he takes out a wad of hundreds. It's a drug deal. So, yeah, it's a drug deal, but it's really, here's some toilet paper and some yes. hand sanitizer. <laughs> yeah. 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 And you know what was the funny part about that? Is like three days later, there was a kid who was suspended from school for selling squirts of hand sanitizer. <laughs> hey, that's an entrepreneur. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, it really is happening. We're having drug deals over hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer. <laughs> and, and you know what? I've had conversations with a lot. Of, I don't get the hoarding of toilet paper. I I, I don't think I'll oh, ever seriously. understand it unless they're trying to TP a bunch of houses. Uh, you know, it's like, stay calm. Yeah. Here's, here's, my, here's my concern, though. This This is going to air around April 13th-ish, I believe. My memory serves me correct. And this, uh, and today is March 19th. So we're a month from now. We don't know what that's going to The landscape is going to change. We, we yes. know that. Because, well, you, you just did a, a, a webinar for the Maryland Association of CPAs on the uh, COVID-19, and it was aired over maybe a week and a half. And they've asked you to re-record it because the landscape has changed. Yes. Landscape is changing every day at the federal level and at the state level. And for uh, business owners, business leaders, they have to stay on top of employment law changes. And that really is changing daily. So, no, a month from now, we're not going to know what the landscape is. But I can tell you, being able to change your mindset, being able to pivot, being able to stay positive is going to be crucial, regardless of what our landscape is. Right. Doesn't matter. You know, we're going to see numbers increase. That's the forecast. Uh, we're going to see this. You know, we're, we're not at at the peak now, and the anticipation is sometime between now and I guess the next three or four weeks. I, I don't really know, but as we as we say in improv, don't focus on the things you can't control. 
only focus on the things you can control and that will help with your sanity. And you can control your reaction. Right. And one thing that we all have to be mindful of right now is psychologically, humans are hardwired to pay attention to the negative because your body is designed to keep you alive. Negative can hurt you. So your brain instantly latches onto anything negative. The issue with that is for every negative thought, it takes three positive thoughts to get back to zero. Yeah. Just to get back to even. Right. So it's really important for everybody's sanity to forcibly change how you look at things. Don't, and yes, we can't help but lament over the things we can't control, but then focus on the things that you can. Focus on your reaction and at least be mindful. You know, I've been wallowing in the sky is falling, falling mentality. Let me go take two minutes, five minutes. Let me go to YouTube and watch goofy dog and cat videos. Just something that makes you laugh. Just something. And, and, you know, so now that the world is turned around and, and what I've decided to do is in my day at four, between four and four 30, no more working past that and then go spend time with the family. So mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I've moved that time up an hour, hour and a half because it used to be six or six 30 at times. Now I'm, I'm, I'm want to take that time and, and like tonight we're going to play, we we'll asked Stephen if he wanted to play Rummy. He goes, sure, as long as you guys don't mind getting beat. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and, I mean. Then we're having a family dinner. It's- yeah. So, you know, think about, it, again, changing how you look at things. The opportunity here is you have time to spend with your children, your spouse. Take advantage of that. And for some people, you may have to change your work hours. So if you have smaller children at home, they're up early, they're bored to tears, they're gonna need a lot more of your time. So you may need to adjust your work hours. You may not be able to work from eight until four. Right. You may need to wait until the, start your work day at three o'clock in the afternoon. Or you may need to alternate with your spouse. And your spouse takes the morning shift, you take the afternoon shift. But we've gotta figure out some way of dealing with this. The people I'm actually worried about, Peter, are those that do not have good family relationships. Yeah. And now they're forced to be around each other 24 seven. Yeah. And this is going to be stressful. Yes. Um, people with teenagers, <laughs> this is, you know, teenagers get stressed. They're hormonal. They're going to be snappy. Uh, not in a good way. And how do you deal with that? You know, one thing one thing we haven't mentioned yet is one of the mindsets you really need to add in here is patience. We have to be patient right. with each other. And that's with your family, it's with your coworkers, it's with people at the store. I was um, out doing my normal grocery shopping. Uh, if I was panic buying anything, it was two cases of beer. <laughs> Only two? 
<laughs> but it was bizarre. I mean, the, the store had been wiped out. Canned goods, uh, yes, toilet paper, paper towels. I mean, there were just swaths of the store that were, the shelves were empty. And there were a couple of people that I saw in the store that were running around in a frenzy with their cart and they're bumping into people and getting mad that they ran into somebody. It's like they're trying to go around somebody, but they bump them and then they're like, what are you doing? And then they go to find something that's not on the shelves and there's a string of four letter words that are coming out. They have to understand we all need to be a little bit more patient. So I'm purposely wearing this t-shirt because of this podcast. And by the way, because I wanted Jennifer to kind of be in a happy mood. I know she's in New Hampshire and I know she loves to ski. I've got a virtual background of a snow-covered mountain for her to have that calmness to it. But my shirt reads, what does my shirt say? Be good to people. Be good to people. Yes. As simple as that. Be good to people. And it's... Take care of people. It's it's about us, but then it's also about the people around us. It's also about checking on our neighbors. It's also about checking on our elderly parents. It's also about checking on each other. And, and, and actually, I ask Stephen every day, you know, you can talk to me about it. If anything's bothering you about what's going on, you can talk to me about it. Right. Right, Dad. Oh, by the way, can you fix me something to eat? We're getting there <laughs> slowly. <but surely. laughs> It's also sharing. Just giving the opportunity. Right. Saying you're there for them. If you want to talk, I'm here to listen. Uh, I shared this with a friend of mine. I said, you know, if if you want to talk about this, because a friend of mine now, there's a possibility that she was exposed. Mm. Not a big possibility, but still, it's a possibility. So I said, you know, if you want to talk, I realize there's nothing that we can do. There's nothing we can fix. But if you just want somebody to listen, I'm happy to just sit and listen to what you have to say. They were appreciative of that offer. Yes. Yeah. And what was actually what was kind of funny was she said, no, I I think I'm good. I appreciate the offer, but I think I'm good. And then 30 seconds later, she's (laughs) talking about it. Yeah, and let her. I let her go. I just listened, and then she she came around after a couple of minutes and said, "I said I didn't want to talk, didn't I?" <laughs> and realized that she had just been talking for five minutes. I've got a good friend who uh, his doctor believes, and this was before they they freed up how to test. His doctor believed that he came down with it, that he has it. And he's self-quarantined himself uh, at his lake house in, in North uh, East Ohio. And ever since I found out every day, I, I just sent him a text. How you doing today? And, and we've just been having this conversation every single day. You know, he, he was getting worse, not feeling well. And and, and I, I go, okay, so I, I hey, I, do you have Netflix? I, I just watched this movie on Netflix. And, right. th- and just give him suggestions and stuff. And then yesterday... He said for the first time, I think I'm starting to get past this thing. But it's nice. just making that contact. And especially if you, if you know somebody who, because, you know, I'll, I'll talk to him after it's said and done about his thoughts while he was 
dealing with COVID-19 on a daily basis, on an hourly basis. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah, because the the impact is from one extreme to the other. So I can't imagine the thought that somebody has if they have been diagnosed, worrying about themselves, worrying about their family, their coworkers. I'd worry about even people I ran into at the supermarket. You know. Yeah, and, and as you know, when I we got back from winter conference, I got sick with a, a non coronavirus, and I kept going, "Oh my God, I hope." Not everybody that I came in contact with, but nobody who I was around was sick over the, over this period of time, and uh, so I must have caught it in an airplane. But even that, even the, just that little bit of uncertainty there for a while was: Do I have this? Do I not? What the? And I'm a you know, type one right. diabetic. It, it, your, your thoughts start running, and I and I had to say stop. Yes, and. You don't have this. You probably don't have this. Well, two things my sister always talks about. And you've heard this. Many people have heard this before. Fear is an acronym of false expectations appearing real. Ooh, I've never heard that. Fear. Very often what we worry about, what we're afraid of, never actually happens. And we spend a lot of our time worrying and stressing. My sister's variation on that is worry when the time comes. So you can worry, did somebody else get sick? I've got no control over that. I can't do anything about it. If somebody that I came into contact with does get sick, now I actually can do something. I can apologize. Or I can, you know, share what I did. There are things you can do. When something happens, now you have control. You can actually do something in, to react to it. Uh, but the worry, there's nothing positive you can do about it. Exactly. So, so there's we, another change in mindset. So as we wrap up, and, and, and everything that you said has been spot on, what's the one last thing you want to leave, leave them thinking after, as they've listened to our conversation. I, I will end with right where we started, Pete, which is find the positive. Find where you can be part of the solution. That works for the people around us and it works for us personally. First, thank you very much. And to- Oh, no, no, thank you. <laughs> and I hope you and Sam stay safe, stay healthy, uh, we will keep in contact. And um, the, the diva of disaster, thank you. And my audience thanks you as well. I'm going to sign off by saying, please, everyone, be healthy, practice social distancing, be safe, and just implement a couple of tips from today's episode, as well as the episode with Jay Suko to help ease your stress. Be safe. Like what you just heard? Visit c-suiteradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.